Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to... Another episode of Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the Political Superman, coming to you live from the foothills of the Cherokee National Forest, where on three sides of me we have beautiful, beautiful mountains. The time, 10.03 on the east coast, 7.03 on the left coast, and tonight we're going to talk politics. We're going to talk Weekend at Bernie's. We're going to talk inflation. We're going to talk that boring five-letter word called taxes. So grab your seats and hang on because we are going to tell you how to think, how to vote, how to walk, how to talk, and basically make you sheep, but good sheep because, well, we're all conservatives here. All right. Tonight on our roundtable, we have a full crew. We have the normal Mark, we have Alan, we have Tammy, and new to our roundtable, we have Barbara, a.k.a. Mark Harmon Stalker. We have <laughs> Laura. She's confused down in South Carolina, but we love her anyway. We have Jill, the cruise crew, out of Indiana. And I think that wraps it. Oh, no, we don't forget Delaware. Where in the metropolis of Delaware, she can reach one side of the state to the other side of the state in 15 minutes. So, here we go, guys. Let me throw out the first topic. For those of you that are new to the program, here's the deal. I'm the host. I can put you in the box. But I don't like to put people in the box. We discuss. I throw out the topic. Everybody gets a chance to have their say. We treat everybody with respect. And we move forward. Okay? You can bring up any topic you want to, as long as the host likes the topic. If the host doesn't like the topic, well, you're in the box. Now, I have to tell you that this program is sponsored in part by Wall Street Journal, and you can reach them at wsj.com in the upper right-hand corner. Put in political straight talk in the box. It saves you money. It makes me money, and therefore it's a win-win for everybody. And... It's also sponsored in part by Chick-fil-A, where they did not invent the chicken, just that chicken sandwich. I invite everybody to go get a number one, large-sized, with a cherry coke light ice. If you are interested in a free coupon, please feel free to email me. You can reach me at fabian at fabianstory.com, and you can put in the subject headline, chicken. That's all you need to do. And I will email you back, and if you win the coupon, I will email you the e-coupon. If you don't, well, tough titty said to kitty, but the milk's still good. Try again next time. Okay, first topic. On our previous program, 
that we most of us were just on, we were discussing taxes and lowering taxes, raising taxes, and get an infusion into the economy. And we had begun to get into how to make things to where people were spending money, and Alan gave us a very good description. And so, Alan, I wanted to start this program off following up with two questions. The first question is, uh, and then I'll throw out the topic that each person gets their chance to answer. The, the first question I have is, would, wouldn't inflation also be a key to stimulating the economy in addition to or in lieu of taxes? And if so, what's the equilibrium for inflation versus deflation? Well, if we, if we look at inflation, uh, it seems like we have more inflation happening in a system in which there is less money in the economy. If we can lower taxes, it, it, it tends to trend to where our inflation goes between about 1% and 3%. Like if we can keep our inflation to below 3 to 4%, we're good. Once we start getting up into the 5 and 6 and 7% inflation, which is what we've been seeing in the Obama economy, and then you look at uh, the concepts of stagflation to where uh, the wages are stagnant and your your inflation is up around 7 8%. It, this tends to happen in in your liberal economies, because, like I said, you take money out of the marketplace, there's going to be less operating capital. And, of course, inflation being the money that businesses put on to products to be able to buy the next round. So if you can put more operating capital into the marketplace, you're going to see inflation go down. So that's... That's my spiel on that. So lowering taxes is directly related to lowering inflation? That's that's the way I have seen it in the research that I've done. It, it makes sense. If okay. You can, if you can put more money into the economy to where people are actually being able to buy more goods and business owners are taking more money in, they don't have to put – they don't have to – put as much money on top of the product in order to buy the next round of product. Okay. All right. I'm going to throw out a series of questions. I want everybody to give me your take. Keep your response to two minutes or less for each question so that we can get all the questions in. And I'm just going to go in order as everybody's in the chat when I ask my question, okay? That just keeps me, or everybody's on the call, I'll call your name and you give me your answer. And the first question is, we've been talking about taxes lowering taxes. So the first round of questions will be yes, no, and then the second round will be your answers or a more detailed question. Tammy, do we close the earned income credit? Yes. Laura? Yes. Yes. Jill? Jill is in the chat, so I'll just relay her whenever she answers. Alan? I'll say no. Okay. Mark? Yes. Delaware? 
No. Barbara. Um, I would say yes. Okay. Now, I. Well, I'll find out why the no's, and then I'll give my answer. Alan, why was yours a no? Well, if you look at the system the way it is, if you lower taxation, you're still going to have tax revenue. You're going to have more tax revenue coming in than before. It still provides the opportunity for the government to give the earned income tax credit, which pumps more money into the economy as well. It does pump more money in. I will give it that. But my question would be is, let's say, and I'll use me as an example, okay? Several years ago, uh, I received my last earned income credit check, boo. But here's what happened. I filed my taxes. I paid in. I pay in 27 extra dollars, and don't ask me why, 27, on top of single, no dependents, FICA taxes across the board, okay? So that usually makes for a very healthy return. With the number of children that I have, I was able to get back probably the last tax return was $12,362. Oh, my my God. Wow. Okay. Now, everybody says, well, of that, I paid into the system a little over $5,000 that I paid in taxes. I got all of my taxes back plus approximately $6,600 in taxes that wasn't mine to get back. Now, I promptly did use that money for the very purpose that I believe the government intended it, and that was to be an infusion of cash into the economy. We bought several things we needed to buy. And I planned, um, and I did that, and I still do that. I plan a lot of big-ticket purchases around me paying extra in throughout the year so that I get it back, and then I use that money to make the big-ticket purchase. Um, So I do plan that way. I don't get the earned income credit because, for some reason, Amazon says I make too much. Um, Which, by the way, I about cried the first time I got my uh, 1099K from Amazon. Um, I tried to get Alan to, I'm going to digress for a second because I want you to understand this, why I cried. I did not realize when I was selling on Amazon, and I still sell some, not near the capacity I was, but I'm selling. I sell on Amazon, and I was. We were running so many products out. We had to hire people, and so we 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 paid them well. We paid them about twenty dollars an hour to ship for us, and we were shipping. We had enough orders that we were running eight to ten hours a day running shipping out, okay? And uh, I get my first 1099K because you really don't pay attention throughout the year. You just sell, 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 sell. Alan, am I, am I, uh, am I uh, exaggerating when I say I went up into the top 10% tax bracket? Yes, you did. It tripped me out to see that thing. That, yeah, that was impressive. Because I was telling Alan that he could he could increase his ex- income exponentially if he would sell on Amazon. And he's like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. So I showed him the 1099. Yeah. If he'd have had water in his mouth, he'd have spit it. So needless to say, I'm no longer eligible. And after that first year, when I got eat up in taxes, I got chewed up, chomped up. 
I had to beg, borrow, steal. I had a $42,000 tax bill. Ooh. Okay. So I very quickly formed a corporation, funneled everything in through it, and yeah. But, um, okay, sure so you, you think targeted. that the, I'm sorry? Sure you weren't targeted because you were Republican? Oh, no. <laughs> it was a very rough tax bill, I promise. Okay, so here is, okay, so Alan, you say keep it because it puts money back into the tax system. And right. Patricia, you said the same thing. So what is your reasoning behind keeping it? Because those that really need it for small children are the ones that, are, are, that should be getting it. And the only reason I say that is because even though I was working at Comcast, I was getting the um, earned income credit until Jamie turned five. When he turned five, it ended. But until that time, I did I did seriously need it. How there, did it end? I'm sorry? Why did it end when he was five? That was the law here in Delaware. That's federal. There's no way that that's possible. Well, it it ended when he turned five. Okay, I'm going to. You're now you're referring to the earned income credit, the schedule that you have to fill out every year on your tax return. Yes. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to look that up. Now, so here is, and I am, <laughs> I'm actually glad that you're bringing this up in the chat, Jill or. Uh, Laura, because I'm going to ask that very same question. So we have two no's, we have yeses. Originally, my thought process was that the earned income credit wasn't doing any damage. And the more I studied it, the more I realized it's doing a ton of damage. And it should be cut out. And I'll tell you why it should be cut out. It is considered a form of welfare. Okay? Okay. And and this is no let me let me just say this right here. This is not a reflection of any individual on this call and whether they need it or whatever. If the government offers it, you should take advantage of it. Okay? The government does offer it and until it's changed, do what you will, you will get no you'll get no pushback from me, okay? Um we're not talking about WIC. What brought up WIC? WIC is not a social program, by the way. WIC is actually funded by insurance companies and grocers alike. So it is not uh, uh, WIC, Women, Infants, and Children, is not a government-subsidized program. FYI, that is actually a tax incentive that they give to the insurance companies and others to to fund it. So anyway, um, the... Uh, that's interesting. The check. If you're talking about that the the USDA printed it off at the health departments, that is true. Uh, because the voucher itself is the program is overseen by the USDA, same that oversees the food stamp program, and they in turn once those are excuse me sent back in and they pay out, then the the companies 
fund it, and then they're docked that on their income taxes. So everybody wins on that one. I'm not such a huge opponent of WIC, especially the new WIC program that they're using, because that helps small farmers, and, and I'm not so against that one. But uh, anyway, so the EIC, the Earned Income Credit, um, actually is going away. Uh, Obama very quietly did away with it a couple of years ago, and it's to take effect <laughs> next November. After he's out of office. Yeah, after, after he's out of office. office. Mm-hmm. So the EIN, the EIC is going away. Now, you've got, uh, there will be nothing in its place. There is no, that loophole is gone. So parents that are uh, are depending on that one, they're going to be kind of shocked for that one. You still get the tax credits. You still get the child tax credits, but they did take away the EIC. Um, so it was on its way out the door anyway, as it should be. There's, I researched this, and I brought this one up for a reason because I knew it would be very controversial. Um, the earned income credit actually puts out a ton of money, okay? And it basically takes tax revenue from the top 10%, infuses it back into the economy as a recycled program, which is part of the reason that we run deficits. Close that loophole, take that money that you're going to have to be, and and I'm going to offer an alternative to this, okay? So everybody just relax. This is why we're coming back around. Okay, so close the loophole and stop uh, redistributing money if it's Paid in for taxes, pay in for taxes. And everybody ought to pay taxes. And I know that's a lot of moans and groans, but if one person has to pay taxes, everybody ought to pay taxes. Should you pay the same amount as the guy that makes $10 million? Absolutely not. But should pay something. Which leads me to my next question. Okay? So before everybody starts getting all miffed at me, next question. Under the tax system that we currently have, it is very, very disproportionate, both on the low end of the scale and the upper end of the scale. Okay? So, in other words, you've got some people that skate off without paying a penny, so they truly have no investment in their country. Okay? And I don't know if anybody's ever looked at it that way. But the truth is, if you're not paying taxes you are you don't have an investment in the police, the fire, the military. Okay? That's my thought. Now, let us go into the next part and we'll start with Tammy on this one. Everybody else be thinking up your answer. If the tax system as we have it does not work, what is the replacement and why would it be successful? I think a tax, uh, the flat tax, like Cruz was talking about, Jill was talking about it. I think, like you said, everybody should pay into it and buy into um, that. That's buying into our country and buying into our defense. It's buying into our first responders. It's buy, you know, it. Um, everyone should pay something into it. And I have to say, as a sidebar, the last year that I worked, 2012, uh, and then when I had my surgeries and everything went haywire, 
um, I actually had to, I had no money coming in. I had six months of unemployment and then my child support, and that was literally it. And I ended up having to pay income taxes that year. I was so, I was so mad. I was like, this is ridiculous. I have no money. I've made no money, and I've still got to pay in income tax. So it does need to be uh, redone, and everybody needs to pay. Uh, I don't care if you're 16 years old or if you're 86 years old. Um, there should be some payment in there if you're working. Okay, thank you. Laura? Okay, Laura says yes, that there should be replaced. And I'm waiting to see what her replacement is. Okay, flat tax, she's, no value. She's flat tax, no value added tax. Right. Okay, but the flat tax would take the place of a value-added tax. That tax would go away. Um, um, they actually have, from what I understood, they had added that over in Europe, value-added tax, and that we were looking at that possibility, which would Europe, really throw everybody for a loop. The value-added tax would be added state by state. And for those of you that don't know what a value-added tax is, move to Vermont, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, any of those upper crust States in the Northeast, basically every year the value added tax is what is the net, what is the value of the stuff that you own, and they charge you tax on the same stuff over and over again. We get that in South Carolina on our business per, personal property tax. Um, yes. Also on and our vehicles, vehicle, we also have yep. state income tax. <laughs> We're taxed to death around here. Well, see, Tennessee tried that whole. Uh, Tennessee tried that whole. Uh, Income tax, and we yeah. sent everybody that supported that baby to the house. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of them got beat. Yeah, we honked them out. And yeah, then we, we, then we changed our constitution to stop that crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let it ride here. So. Thank you, uh, Jill. Right. I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to go ahead and just answer for you. Uh, Jill says flat tax, just like Ted Cruz. Um, and don't worry, we're coming to that part too, Jill. All right, Alan. The tax system's broken. In your opinion, do we need to replace it? And if so, with what? Yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you the flat tax, again, in my opinion, would work perfectly fine. No value added tax. Forget that junk. If we go with the flat tax, that means every the, the playing field is leveled. Everybody pays the exact same amount. Now, the people that are on the lower end of the spectrum, they're going to be paying their taxes on toilet paper and paper towels, and the people at the top end are going to be paying their taxes on yachts and what else, whatever else they might buy. But the thing is, everybody's going to be paying the same amount in tax. So it's like, They've said before, two things in life are guaranteed, death and taxes. So if we have to have taxes and the system's broke, let's replace it with a flat tax so everybody is even on the same playing field. Thank you. All right, Mark. In 2012, I was a fan of the um, of Herman Cain's 999 plan. Yep. But... 
because it adds a VAT tax, which is 9% sales tax to everything, it would make it unfeasible, especially in states that have a high sales tax already. For example, there are two states that have the highest sales tax in the nation. Tennessee Massachusetts, being one. Massachusetts uh-huh. being one, Tennessee being number two. Uh-huh. Louisiana has a 10% sales tax on non-grocery, non-food items. If the plan were implemented, the sales tax would go up to 19%. Uh-huh. Okay. Your state uh-huh. and in other high tax rate. Uh, sales tax states that would grow up exponentially as well, meaning that many consumers would stay home and not buy certain products. That's the, that's the problem with a VAT, a VAT tax. Now, one thing that we can look at is the number of people who are on welfare and food stamps, because both of those programs are non-taxable programs, meaning. And social security, aspects of social security disability also, they're non-taxable under current law. If someone is making an, someone on this on unemployment does have to pay taxes on that income because it's considered income. But but in that income tax dollars. That income is tax dollars to a certain extent. For the most part, what so what um, a good chunk of unemployment is insurance. So let's use let's use that logic. They do tax unemployment. Let's use your logic and tax welfare. Okay. Then we should tax social security benefits and disability benefits and any other benefits that comes from the federal government. But aren't Social Security taxes already, that person already paid taxes? Yes. On that money? They well, have paid taxes on that money, but they also pay taxes when that check comes out, too. Yes, <laughs> so yes they do. They pay a premium. They, they are taxed. Yes, yeah. they pay a premium. I say if... if okay, you, Mark. Okay. Your two minutes is up. <laughs> you interrupted me for 30 seconds of it. You had already been going for five minutes, Mark. Okay, I concede. Thank you much. Delaware, do we change the tax system, and if so, what takes its place? I would have to say yes, and like uh, Jill and Tammy, I would have to go with uh, Ted Cruz's flat tax. All right. And Barbara, do we replace the Uh, tax system, and if so, with what? Yes, we do. And 20 years ago, Neil Borch talked about it. We called it the fair tax. And what he meant by 23%, I think he called it, and they would only tax on used products. It was actually... On new products, new products. It was actually Neil Borch that started the fair tax discussion. It was 21%, and it was, was in fact, uh, only taxed on new items. That's right. I love Neil Bortz. He's awesome. I hate it. He retired. I know. Uh, Yeah, I miss Neil Bortz. Yeah. And the thing about on the the VAT tax in London, if if you eat in the pub, you're charged a VAT tax. If you take it out, you're not charged a VAT tax, which I think is kind of Correct. But anyway. 
Laura, he does he does do a small show, but he does it in his spare time just to kind of have fun. Yeah. It's nothing syndicated like it used to be. Yeah. Okay, and yes, the tax system does need to be changed. And yes, Cruz was half right and half wrong. Okay, and I know y'all Cruise Aid drinkers on here are going to be missed that no, I no, said that. No, no. But no. here's the deal: he wants sixteen percent on corpse and 10 or 11% on individuals. And using that structure, it would not be enough to handle just the necessities of the 19 enumerated powers. So it would not work. Okay? That percentage would not work. The percentages would need to be, it needs to be the same across the board because you have to understand something. This is going to take the place of a lot of other things. And yes, I know you're going to say, well, we don't have the Internal Revenue Service, so there's billions saved right there. Uh, Yes and no. We're still going to have state uh, revenue services, and there'll still be somebody that uh, has to operate it at the federal level. So the percentages will not work. The 10% won't work. 16% won't work. The math that he presented when he presented at that speech uh, wouldn't work. It's just it's fuzzy math, and it won't work. Um, now, if you are talking the federal agencies, okay, and if I said I knew the five federal agencies, I don't. I know one of them would be the Internal Revenue Service, one of them would be Commerce, and I don't know about the other three. Uh, but I can tell you this. He can defund those, and he can shut those down. But there is this pesky little thing that... Uh, is in our law books that would have to be changed, and that is once you set a certain standard of taxes, you cannot change the standard of taxes, much like it's in the state of Tennessee. And this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But once you set a tax rate in this state, it can never be lowered. Okay? So the Bureau of Land Management, go back. The DEA, never going to happen. EPA, that's not an agency anyway. That is, uh, or a cabinet-level agency. So he can shut that one down. There's not a ton of money funneled in there, just about $15 million. Department of Education, yeah, that one would go. And that one is a rather large amount. Does that mean we would do away with student loans? That's something to think about. Um, let's see, Black, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> the Bureau of Land Management, I assume they would take that back to the state. <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, then, what do you have? The D. What's the DEA? I'm a drug enforcement agency. Well, that's what I thought it was. Sorry, I need education. I need some. Apparently, that's who I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, the Dimwit Education Association. <laughs> Jill, we've got the five agencies. Anyway, so... Democrat Education Association, that's it. <laughs> we will... Okay, fine. Even with the shutting down of those five agencies, you got to realize something. You're still looking at years of payments out because of the union contracts yep. on those workers. You're looking at money being funneled back to the states to implement their part of it. And the Bureau of Land Management, as much as I despise those no-counts... Um, I'm assuming you're talking about turning all the federal land that is not 
observed under the interior back over to the states. So that would be interesting. States would like that. I don't know necessarily that Congress would go for that, but I know the states would like it. That I think that one of all those, I think that's the one that Congress would smack him and say no. I'd like to see so. the national parks go back to the states too. The problem with the National Park Service is you'd have to get all the states to agree to a certain standard, and I don't know that all of them would. So we'll see. Um, Okay, moving on to the next question. Still with taxes. This will be the last one, I promise. Um, Okay, so we've decided to change the tax structure. In a perfect world, we've already gotten rid of the Department of Ed, the Department of Labor, the Department of Commerce, um, Bureau of Land Management, and the IRS, okay, and the EPA. We've gotten rid of all these agencies. Going to a 21% flat tax, and by the way, this is where Constitutional Convention is at issue, and we'll discuss that in a minute. Okay, so... In a perfect world, we've already gotten rid of all of these agencies. And I, as the president, have come to you and said, look, my fellow congressmen, I need you guys to cut another agency from the budget. What agency do you cut? And I'm going somewhere with this. So here we go. Yes, Jill, businesses and consumers should pay the same. Uh, Tammy, what do you cut? Homeland Security. I'm sorry? Homeland Security. Really? Um. That's the FBI, FEMA, that is basically all federal agencies, including the CIA, the NEA, the NSA. I know they're all grouped underneath there, but when they added Homeland Security, they just added another level of bureaucracy. They need to take Homeland Security off of there and privatize the airport security. That's the Coast Guard, too. Jill, you can disagree. It's fine. You have the right to be wrong. Um, Listen, I've never had a problem with you being wrong. Um, the issue is, with Homeland Security, I agree with you if you're only going with what was created after 9-11 and a knee-jerk reaction. Yes. Okay, that I agree with. Okay. All right, so... Uh, fine, so we've got Homeland Security. Next up, Laura. What agency do you cut out, knowing that we've already cut out all those in our chat, and oh. now we've cut out Department of Homeland Security? What do you cut out? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I agree with Tammy, uh, but I don't know if I can, if I need to choose somebody else. I'm trying to think what else okay. is out Depart- there. That- no, you can pick <laughs> the same. Department of Homeland Security. Okay. Yeah. Jill? Um, okay. While we're waiting on her to fire up the old keyboard, uh, Alan. Department of Energy. 
Okay? You know, there's one particular department I'm waiting for somebody to say. Uh, I And I DOE, DOE was already on the list. I said energy when we started, so go ahead. Oh, and okay. Connect. So I'll replace United that Nations? with interior. United no, Nations? Depart- Department of the <laughs> Interior. Mark. I was going to say energy, but um, Department of Agriculture. Department mm-hmm. of Ag. That's a good one. Tricia. Um, going to have to stay with uh, Homeway and Security. Barbara. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't do away with Homeland Security. I think we need it too much. I would make TSA yeah, part privatized. Now, I will Get tell you, prior to 9-11, airport security was privatized. Yes, it was. Let me see how far that went. Um, the, issue, the issue with the privatization was there was no standards across the board. Right. I think now with the FF, the FAA uh, setting the standards, I think if the standards were the same across the board and the same, uh, if they held the same standard in hiring and training across the board, yes. privatization yes. is always the best option. Okay. And I, I think. Sorry. <laughs> I think that we could. I think we could have effect. We could effectively do that. So the TSA, the TSA, okay. TSA slash TSO. <laughs> They're on the roads now, from what I understood. Say that again. TSO. I understood yeah. they were on the roads as well. They are. Okay. With badges. Yep. All right. If if I had to look through the entire government and shut down a department. Y'all may find this uh, a little odd for me, but I would shut down the Treasury. Amen. They're not a federal agency, though. Actually, they are not private. They are very government. They are very government. Okay. That's my understanding. They are bankers and not government. No, they were kind of untouchable. The Fed, which oversees the Treasury, are the untouchables. Ah, The Treasury itself, yeah. I gotcha, okay. We shut down the Treasury. Mm -hmm. Why? Okay. So. (laughs) Maybe coming. Well, the Treasury's not going to be shut down. I would love to see it shut down. Why? Right, the Secret Service, by the way. I'm sorry. That gets rid of the Secret Service, by the way. No, the Treasury does not get rid of the Secret Service. Secret Service was moved under Homeland Security by by eliminating by eliminating the uh, by eliminating Treasury. The Secret Service would move under most likely where they originally wanted to put them uh, when they moved into the PPD. Justice. would be under the Justice Department, yeah. Well, because if you remember, the uh, Secret Service originally began as investigating counterfeit currency. Counterfeit money. And then right. they moved to the PPD when they started protecting uh, oh, Eisenhower. Eisenhower. So that's when, it, that's when 
they moved into PPD full time because originally the Pinkertons were yep. the protectees. Right, of most protective of service. So, and then I the Secret know. Service. And the only reason they even chose the Secret Service is because nobody knew about them, nobody paid attention about them. So, uh, anyway, all right. And moving on to our next topic, moving into current events. I know you guys are wanting to hear about Weekend at Bernie's. But um, over the weekend, presidential uh, candidate Hillary Scrotum Clinton, I meant Rodham Clinton, uh, was removed. Currency predicted just that. Oh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, Hillary Scrotum Clinton was removed from an event uh, where the Secret Service broke mucho protocol, and I have it on good authority that two of the agents will be reprimanded and removed off of the PPD detail uh, wow. for their actions on this day, by the way. What did they do? Um, <clears throat> they oh, let her wait. stand there for 15 minutes waiting on a van. Ooh. Oh. That that is yeah. protocol violation numero uno, and that is probably the biggest one. There was no near. There was no near ten minutes. Good grief. I'm sorry. There was nowhere near ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. It doesn't matter. The the that was a major breach. They should be waiting for her at all times. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that because was a, she was standing there waiting like an old lady waiting for a bus. When I talked to when I talked to Johnny, is what she was doing. When I talked to Johnny, Johnny said that that is what that was what got the whole issue brought up uh, yesterday morning. So, anyway, um, here's my question: Is Hillary Clinton sicker? than what the media is making it out to be, and is she using a body double in her place? And let's see, we're going to start with Barbara. Uh, yeah, I do think she's sicker than she is. I think she's having PIAs, which are small strokes, and I think she's been having them for quite some time, and I think eventually she's going to stroke out, and whether it happens next month, two months from now, but I think it's coming soon. And, yeah, I looked at the pictures last night in the video, and um, there is a market difference between, you know, and then she was on Anderson Cooper last night saying, oh, I'm fine, I've never felt better, and this woman's supposed to have pneumonia? I've had pneumonia and hugged the pillow for a week. You know, I'm sorry. No, she's sick. She's really sick. And that could have been a taped, you know, thing done weeks ago. So I'm not buying it. I think she's really, really ill. Next up is Delaware. Yes, I firmly believe that she is a lot more ill than what the media is saying. Like Barb said, um, she's, you know, if you have pneumonia, which I've had before, or slightly had pneumonia, you're not going to be up and around. You're going to be in bed. Okay. And as 
far as the double, like Barb, I've looked at a few pictures. Um, Hillary is very old-looking, very haggard, and this other person is very young and energetic-looking. Mark. There would be a double there. Mark. I think that she's more sick than we're ever going to find out. And I say this, after looking at pictures of her, there was a comparison with the glasses she was wearing on Sunday. There's a company out there that sells anti-seizure glasses for epileptic patients that almost match what she was wearing. There is also... I'm not sure that many of you saw this, but there was also a video done by WABC on the breaking news of mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton's death yeah. on Sunday. I don't think it made it to air, but it was it was made public. As far as the body double is concerned, I saw a compare and contrast pictures of her and her standing there and then the body double the body double looks like at least 25 pounds lighter mm-hmm. a little bit shorter yep the hair is different yep no. the facial features are different another thing if she has pneumonia and it's if she is contagious why do you hug a child when you're coming out of your daughter's apartment <laughs> pneumonia is not contagious no, it isn't. Now, there are reports that, oh, half the staff has pneumonia. Which <laughs> I it may have started out as bronchitis, and bronchitis is, in fact, yeah, it leads yeah. to passable. But pneumonia is not passable. Yeah, it's it's not. But the, the idea mm-hmm. that, oh, half the staff has pneumonia, like, we're just writing this off. This is what I think is going to happen. Your two They're minutes are almost up, Mark. <laughs> They're not going to replace Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton may actually die before the election, but she will become a martyr for the cause. Mm-hmm. And that's that's her goal at this point, to be a martyr for the cause. Okay, that's my two minutes. Alan. I'll tell you, I had double pneumonia when I was in the military, and I was in the hospital for a week and <clears throat> was out of it. They... My kidney enzymes were to the point where I was almost in renal failure. Uh, And I know that's not completely typical with pneumonia. It's fairly typical. I believe she's a lot sicker than what they're telling us. And uh, now, I will will say this. Uh, There are unconfirmed rumors about a particular practice that uh, Ms. Clinton has been involved in for quite some time, and I'm not going to specifically give it a name, but uh, I think there are certain protocols and actions that she could be taking that could give her a period of time in which she is healthy enough to appear as if she is fine and that she's okay and there's no problem. And then it wears off, and she goes back to her sickly normal state. Vague enough? Yeah, that's very possible. 
Does she have a body double? I don't believe she has a body double. I believe that she is, there's a certain practice that she is engaging in that is allowing her to uh, kind of stem off what's wrong with her for a period of time in order for her to uh, look fine for just the brief amount of time she needs to, and then she goes back to... She's got her. that bong, bong, bong. She's got that bong, bong, bong. She's no, got that, bong. no. That woman that, that's not what I'm... Be more like that, an injection. It, it's not, it's not a well substantive done. issue. It's more of a particular... Uh, Check your... Check your text messages, Alan. Okay. Jill. She's going to type it in, and I'll be right back to Jill. Laura. Um, I've seen a few things. I've talked to a few people. I tend to agree with congestive heart failure because of the symptoms. I do believe she's got a body double named Teresa Barnwell. She's an actress out of California, and she says she was in New York, maybe, on Sunday. Um, and that kind of would explain the the dance moves on the sidewalk after coming out looking lighter. Her face looks different. Um, if this, the, the close-up that they supposedly had of that person on the sidewalk after the episode um, does not look like Hillary in the face, and she is lighter. Um, she looks younger. And well, so I'll she, tell you who it's not. It's, it's not. not Teresa. Not Teresa. It was not. Okay, well, somebody else then. They say she, she makes money impersonating Teresa Clinton. Is a body do- Teresa is a body double that does impersonate Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. However, she is paid actually by the Clinton campaign to make appearances, and she was in California and Arizona over the weekend making appearances for Hillary Clinton. Why would she say, I may have been in New York? I find because that. Because it gets her publicity, and it gets her right up there, but her calendar, before she pulled it down, said she was in California and Arizona. Why would she pull it down? Well, when you're being paid by a presidential campaign to be somewhere, and you say, oh, well, I may have been somewhere else, I'd get my calendar down, too. She's being paid a lot of money. So, you may want to check that one out a little further. Maybe so, but that that whole performance afterwards, I don't know. If it's human growth hormone or something weird like that, I don't know. Um, I, I don't see how it could make her appearance and her actions so mar- markedly different. That's, that's interesting, Alan, that that's what you, because I'd heard that some years ago, too. I've never had it confirmed, but I knew I knew that in political circles, that's what a lot of people thought. Right, and uh, that's <clears throat> what I was thinking is, I mean, there are certain procedures that they can go through that will basically buy them time, I guess. Well, after the recording's over, we'll talk about it. We're not going to talk about it during the recording. Oh, yeah, uh, 10 words. That's why I'm being vague. But Jill says that she believes that Hillary Rodham Clinton is suffering from Parkinson's, and she believes that she has a body double that is a robot. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Right. (laughs) Tammy, you get to finish this category out. Tammy. 
stop arguing with Eli and come back to the program. <laughs> I couldn't get my phone off of mute. Um, I, I do believe she is not well, very not well. And I think that maybe they fooled us all this time that when they were saying that Hillary didn't need to do anything because Trump was being so bad, hey, maybe they were using it to their advantage to hide her sickness and to mm-hmm. save her energy. Um, I, I don't – I've seen some of the pictures uh, – um, maybe not all of them. I don't think that it was a body double. I think they took her up there like a football player and hydrated her and shot her up and got her high as a kite, and that's why she was bugging on that little girl. And um, she wanted and she went on and did the rest of her events that day. But if Trump was smart, and we all know that's questionable, what I would capitalize on is she said, I quote, I did not take the advice of my doctor. And I thought it was nothing. And so, I mean, how many examples do we need that she doesn't have good judgment? And even if she has people around her, she doesn't yeah. have their advice. Okay. I will I will tell you all this. I have, by the way, this program is sponsored in part by the Wall Street Journal, where they give the right news at the right time, WSJ.com. And in part by Chick-fil-A, where they did not invent the chicken. Just that incredibly delicious number one with large waffle fries and large cherry Coke, otherwise known as the chicken sandwich. Um, I will tell you I have a friend that is in the Hillary campaign, has been with the DNC for a very long time, and I have found her information to always be reliable and factual and never, ever wrong. And this said individual tells me that it was her on the sidewalk. It was her at every event that she attended. And she did not have a double at all in New York at that time. And this particular person would tell me if they did. Okay? This particular individual also tells me that her medical condition is not pneumonia. They also tell me that it is not congestive heart failure because somebody mentioned it so I texted her just now and they say no. They will not tell me what but they just say no to CHF. So, uh, and she does, she is in the middle of it so she does know. Um, she does say that she receives daily treatments. She will not say what and I don't expect her to say what. And that uh, uh, whoever is hitting on the the oxygen and ozone, you are correct. That is part of their treatment. Okay, and let's move on to the next topic up for discussion. And this one, let's get a little heated discussion going on. I love good, strong discussions. We're going to talk Trump for a few minutes. Okay. We're, we're going to talk Donald J. Trump. And here's the topic. Let us say that on election day he wins the presidency. <coughs> now, those of you that are gagging and being like, oh, no, I'm going to leave the country. There are some real estate agents up in the uh, up in the Canadian uh 
area up there that have signs up wanting people to come over and buy property. So, yeah, uh, one in Charleston. He says, I'll sell your house. I think it's great. <laughs> it's like, listen, I will I will raise a GoFundMe to help get rid of uh, Rosie O'Donnell and several others. Okay, so here's the questions for Donald Trump. Let's say Donald Trump wins the presidency. He goes into the Oval. He rescinds every executive order Obama's ever done. He basically keeps the promise that he's made that over the first few days he will, let's say he starts building the wall, he's undone the executive orders, and he's just raring to go. What's the first thing you think Donald Trump will do? Uh, No, let me rephrase that. What's the first thing you want him to do? And resign or kill over is not an option. (laughs) Move the Israel embassy to Jerusalem. That's a good one. I like that. That's a great one. I wouldn't have expected you to say that one. And by the way, there was a meeting today with Mike Pence. So Jill is right. <laughs> Jill is right. There was a meeting today with Mike Pence. Um, it was an interesting meeting. I don't have all the details, but I'm trying to get them. Okay. Who are you telling to stop lying? Well, you can extricate the program if you don't like the topic. Um, right. She's right. He didn't endorse Trump. That's what I've seen everywhere. No. That's what she We don't typed. endorse Trump. This this, pro, this whole community. No, 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 no. She's talking Trump. about the Pence meeting. Oh. Because What are you talking Trump about? Is, Who said that they endorsed Trump? I don't know. I can't read it. Oh, she's now saying she wants Trump to stop lying. What? Go back and read it. Oh, oh, good Lord. Nobody said he did. Uh, anyway, the you know she Tammy, take over just a second. Excuse me. Well, he did meet with Pence, and there was no endorsement. And there were several articles on Facebook today when I was able to get to it that said they did talk. There were no details, but there was no endorsement. endorsement Actually, what? endorsement of Trump. Ernst did not endorse Trump? No, Ted did not endorse Trump. Oh, Ted did not endorse Trump. Okay, I got it. I it, got was, it. It, was, it was Ted and Pence who met today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been busy all day, so. So Mike Pence tried an olive branch, basically. Uh, perhaps, perhaps. Oh. I I think that you know they're um. They're trying, and and the thing is, if he hadn't have been so, um, personal with the family, his dad got sure. death threats. It was right. horrendous for their family. Um, 
it would it would be different. But I I don't expect Ted to ever endorse Trump. They oh, may work. Not. I mean, if, if if my father was that large of a figure in my life and the person I was running against attempted to implicate him in the murder of John F. Kennedy, <laughs> yeah, I think that would disqualify me from even, you know, wanting to be in the same room with the guy, much less endorsing for president. Not only that, not only that, um, his whole family was um, in prison, almost his whole family except his mother. His whole family that was in Cuba was imprisoned and beaten by Castro. He would never, ever be on Castro's side. Never, right. ever. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> Rafael Cruz hates Fidel Castro. Oh, he does. Yeah. And I will tell you this from uh, going to a world outreach event down in Murfreesboro that the church sponsored um, Gonzalez. Uh, what's his What's his name? Uh, he was our attorney general. Alberto uh, Gonzalez. Eduardo. Alberto. Alberto. Okay. Alberto was the headliner, and that's who I went to see. I didn't at the time know who Rafael Cruz was, but once I got there, I was like, oh, that's Ted's father, and that was before. That was not February last year, but February the year year before. Uh, I was like, oh, my goodness. This man knows the Bible and knows our Constitution and knows more things about our government than probably most of the people that are in the office. And at that time, I said, if if Ted Cruz runs for president, I'm going to be on his side. I'm going to be on his team. And that's how it started with me. I got so, to find him after green eggs and ham. Uh, I tried to get one of those books. I got a lot of stuff from our headquarters here, but I did not get one of the books. I did, however, get to meet with um, the senior crews and a lot of the family and have coffee at um, Opportunity. Right. That was a good thing, but a bad place where they put it. Okay. Let's get back on topic and go back to the issue. First day in office, Trump's done some of the things we want him to do. What's the next thing you want him to do? We have said move the embassy to Jerusalem. I like that idea. So, Laura, you're next. I abstain. I can't even think of anything that I ever think he would ever follow through on. I'm sorry. Okay. And we already know Jill probably abstained, so we'll just move on. But, Jill, if you come up with something, feel free to put it in the chat. I'll come back to you. Alan. Has he already reversed all of the executive orders? He's reversed all executive orders, and he started billing the wall. Shut up and sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I think those are the two things that that we need him to do, so at that point he just needs to shut up and sit down. Good luck with that. Keep his hand away from the nuclear button. Yeah. 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 Put him in the residence of the White House and give him a, a, a give shot a of Thorazine. somebody else. Yeah, give him some Thorazine and let him just take a little long nap. Okay, Mark. Call a meeting of NATO allies. Okay. So, so they could pay their fair share. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia. 
Take out the UN. That was going to be mine. Good job. Uh, Barbara. Well, he wants to do away with NATO, you know. But I agree with Tammy. I think that he should move the uh, embassy to Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, our founding father, George Jorge Washington, <laughs> did not want organizations like NATO. No, he didn't. As a matter of fact, he warned very specifically in his farewell address, which, by the way, will be up in its entirety very soon uh, via voice. Thank you. Uh, He did not want alliances. No, he didn't. So, and (laughs) Jill says, call Mexico to build his wall. I like that idea. Put the illegals to work and make them build it brick by brick. But make sure they're not leaving tunnels in there. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> okay. Last question, and this one I'll give everybody a little more free reign, uh, a little more time because this one is going to be uh, complicated. Excuse me. Representative Jeremy Durham was expelled. I'm sorry. I'm. He was illegally expelled today. Yes, I'm aware. Um, I don't like him, and he's a womanizer, but the way they did it was wrong. Okay, last question, and then we'll do some open mic and let people just kind of give their opinions, because I don't usually do that on this program. But uh, here's the last question. Who wins the presidency? Seriously, who wins the presidency? And why you feel they win the presidency. And for this one, let's see, who am I going to? I don't really want a voice of reason on this one. I want somebody passionate. Let's see. You can't abstain, Laura. It's not allowed. I allowed the other one. This one ain't allowed. You have to give an opinion. Uh, Let's see. Delaware. We'll start with you, Patricia. Well, we all know, we all, let's put it this way, none of us want Hillary. None I didn't ask who, I didn't ask who we want or don't want. I'm asking who's who's going to win and why. Give her a minute, Fabian. At this moment in time, I'm going to say Trump is going to win, mainly because of uh, Hillary's health. I received okay. a day where they were um, a lot of Dems were, were flocking away from her because of her health. So, um, plus the fact that, that Trump's numbers right now are uh, somewhat higher than than Hillary's. Okay. Thank you, Barbara. Uh, I think Trump's going to win because. Uh, I think because Hillary is so untrustworthy, not that he isn't, but because she is so untrustworthy and you just can't believe anything she says, and uh, especially over Benghazi. And uh, I just, he's just going to win. Okay, Mark. Trump's going to win because he would he was able to do over the last 
characterize a segment of the the American population that for most of their lives, they didn't vote. He was able to make people realize that America is worth fighting for. And that's the, the segment of the population that's not being polled at this point. I look at the polls and I see it's a dead heat. I know those pollsters are not going after those who haven't voted in the last three election cycles. That's it. So Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win at least 300, if not 320, electoral college votes. And he may win states like Pennsylvania. He may win states like Michigan. He may win states like in the north, in the uh, Midwest that were pre- predominantly Democrat in the last few cycles. But the underlying cause of him winning is he was able to polarize people who don't go out and vote normally. Okay. Thank you. All right, Alan. As much as I hate to say this, I say Hillary Clinton wins, and I'll tell you why. What she has done and what her Democrat cronies have done is they have convinced a large swath of the population of this country that they need them. But if they don't have Democrats in power, those mean old Republicans are not going to do anything to help them. They're not going to give them the food stamps and the welfare that they need to be able to survive this <clears throat> this horrible, horrible world. So what's going to happen is people are going to be scared to death they're going to lose some food stamps and some welfare and some Obama phones. They're going to vote Democrat. And then you also have a large swath of the population that has been convinced that if they don't vote Democrat, <clears throat> then they're racist and they're bigots. And they don't care about the little starving black children, or they don't care about anybody that's poor, or they don't care about anybody that is, that is downtrodden. So they're going to vote guilty, and they're going to vote Democrat, because that's what's happened in this country. They are controlling the conversation in this country by guilt-tripping everybody into believing that if they don't vote Democrat, that, they're, uh, that they are a racist, a bigot, and have no compassion. So until conservatives can grow a, a, a little bit of testicular fortitude to stand up and start talking down to these people and helping folks to understand that liberalism harms us rather than helps us, they're going to keep convincing everybody that liberalism is the way to go and the Democrats are going to stay in power. Okay. Laura has uh, abstained. So much so that she left the chat to keep from answering. Uh, she says, and I quote, she just can't go there right now. So that's fine. All right. Tammy? Well, you know I am no fan of either. Uh, I I probably couldn't throw water on them if either were, either of them were on fire. However, Kellyanne, whatever her name is, must have put a bowl of big old duct tape across that orange face, uh-huh. and I would love to be a fly on the wall to see the knockdown, dragout fights and temper tantrums that he's having 
But she's managed to harness him, although he sounds like, what was that old man that sounded drunk all the time? It was on the black and white TV. Awesome hmm. book. Yes, him. He's one of them. He sounds like when you listen to some of the tapes from there that the way he enunciates sounds like he's drunk, but he claims not to drink. I believe with this health scare and the Democrats wanting to jettison Hillary, I do believe Trump, if he continues on the path that he is, will win November 8th. I am praying for rain, sleet, snow, hurricane, gale winds on Tuesday, November 8th, because we know the low-information voters will not get out in it. That's a good answer. I actually agree for the most part. I think Trump will be the winner. I think he wins big, and I think he's impeached within a few months. What do you think it'll be over? Because he won't do anything. He's going to go in and change the Oval Office. Everything's going to be golden there. I think that the Trump. I, to be honest. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lay a trap for him. I think Republicans and Democrats both are gonna lay a trap, and he's gonna walk into that trap. And when he does, they're gonna get him. And this is the thing: when he walks into that trap, it will be one that the American people will support, and Congress will give him a toss. Because, because he's in with Putin. He's in with Putin. I don't care what anybody says. He's got ties to Putin. They were talking about today. One, um, I thought it was hilarious, but it's like, hey, it could happen. They were talking about on uh, Phil Valentine's show that somebody believes that Hillary's been poisoned with uranium. And oddly enough, it was uh, Hillary Clinton that sold our uranium to Russia. Well, if you look at all the different visits that she's made overseas, she's come in contact with quite a few different, uh, like whenever she went to Russia, she was exposed to quite a few nuclear chemicals when she went to the, uh, what was the city in Russia that uh, suffered the nuclear meltdown? No, not Chernobyl. It was another one. No, it was... uh, Criminal. Crimea. No. Uh, not the um, oh God! Or was it Japan? Was it the city in, in the Ukraine? It was the city that very recently had the the issue with the Crimea. 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 Wherever was she was exposed. Right. She was exposed to enriched uranium, enriched plutonium, you know, in fairly high doses too. So, I mean, she could be suffering from severe exposure to nuclear chemicals. I mean, that's... Okay, we we take the health issues off the table. We also take the email scandals off the table and the foundation off the table. What you have there is a very boring candidate who has, has nothing to show for herself in her 30 years of public service. But she has a vagina. So, 
That's she what they what? want. They don't care what she's done. She has a vagina, and they want a woman president. They want to be able to what? say they have the first black president and the first but woman president. But it's not enough. The thing is, but it, I read her. today. Did you read that article today? It's not enough to be the first woman president, to be the first woman president. you got to have substance. And she has no substance. Everything that Bill Clinton Clinton handed her in 30 years, or whenever he was president, failed. Everything he handed her to do. The Democrats. The social programs that they have are failures, but they still continue to do them because it garners votes. Except for that uh, that uh, uh, lesbian they hired as AG. What was her name? One that killed all those kids in Waco, Texas. Janet Reno? Yeah. And she yeah, was a mistake, like too. Huh? The American electorate is divided into, into three parts. Your independents, your Republicans, and your Democrats. Right now, your, your, your independents are looking at this race as we have a very boring woman running as a Democrat. You take all of her scandals off the table. She is still a boring, boring woman. She can't even fill up. She can't fill a rally. Most of the people that are at her rallies are either part of the staff, or in some cases, paid to be there. They're hired. Feminists. Yeah. Helen Gurley Brown. I'm not going to argue over that one. You don't. Helen Gurley Brown. I don't know if you all remember her back in the seventies. They're feminists. They want a woman president, period. Well, I will say this, does. too. <clears throat> you got to think about this. Look back to 2008. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama running for office. At one point, they're at each other's throats, and all of a sudden, Hillary backs off. Rah, 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 Barack. They owe her. That's, yeah, and she's, she's in it for payback, is what she, she is. is. They owe her from eight years back. And yeah, they gave her a spot, in, you know, as a Secretary of State, but that was kind of a consolation prize, kind of like we'll, we'll get you back eventually. That's why they're dragging her around everywhere. But I read I mean, years ago, but she's in this for payback for well, everything yeah. that's been done to Bill or perceived to be done to Bill and been done to her. She wants to be president for payback. Period. I read that years ago. So, and there's a fellow named Larry Nichols that would back exactly what you're saying up. Worked with the Clintons in Arkansas, and that's that's he he talks about how very vindictive the woman is. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the women that accused Bill of what probably happened. There's there's nothing that can fully confirm it, but. I mean, she has basically belittled hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she defended a child molester that raped a little girl mm-hmm. and laughed about defending him and getting him off on time served. Mm-hmm. She's vindictive. Yep, she sure is. And she sat on that Watergate trial for Richard Nixon, too. Yeah, and they fired her because she was what, morally bankrupt. Because she lied. No, she, and 
she lost her law license because she didn't renew it. She didn't lose it because she did anything wrong. She just didn't renew it. I read right. that. But she was let go from the Watergate committee for being dishonest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outright dishonest. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a like when Marilyn disbarred Spiro Agnew, they called him morally obtuse. I think that that term fits here. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to vote for a woman for president because I'm a woman and I think she needs to be in office. She's got to prove to me that she's going to do right by this country and she's going to keep this country free. She's got to well, prove that to me before I go in that voting group and pull that lever. Well, see, that's what the feminist movement is trying to do. It's trying to tell you, how can you not vote for her for president? No, You're a woman. You have a responsibility. No, you have a responsibility as a woman, or else no, you're I a do sexist. Not. No, I do not. And that's exactly right. But they they want to they want to throw this. Oh, you have a responsibility because you're a woman. No, nobody has a responsibility to anybody but themselves and the security of this country. Mm-hmm. If they had Condi Rice, I might even pull the lever for um, Carly. In That's a heartbeat, an I would pull. Condi Rice, so a true conservative Christian yeah. woman, I pull the lever in a heartbeat. Brilliant. She's a brilliant woman. Brilliant woman. Oh, I would love to see Condoleezza Rice. Oh, yeah. I'd pull the liver on her for a heartbeat, just like you, Tammy. She just don't want the headache. And she likes college football. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I, I'd take her job any day. You get to be involved in college football on a daily basis. Put me there. I would have. I even considered voting for Colin Powell until he went for Obama. Oh, yeah. he's in a he's in a mel of a hess too. You showed your true colors, Dave. Well, he's in a mel of a hess too. Now, because they've they've figured out that he 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 does have something to do with this whole email server issue. So. Yeah. Well. You know, here's the thing about Hillary. They don't condemn, they don't convict her, but look what they did to General Petraeus. And you know why they did it to General Petraeus? Because Because he was about to blow the whistle on Benghazi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Petraeus? You look at Petraeus. Petraeus. Petraeus went from a brigadier general to a four-star general in like, Three years. Mm-hmm. Look how quickly he rose up the chain in command, and right. then how quickly he fell. Yeah, and that was all Obama and Clinton and withholder. Well, all of that goes back to the NES or whatever the N whatever is. They were listening to the phone calls. That's why they were listening to all the phone calls. They were getting stuff to blackmail people on. Nothing exactly. Well, no, he knew he knew the truth about Benghazi. And he was going to go before Congress and blow the whistle on all of them. And they had to take him down. I missed part of this conversation. Who did they have to take down? Petraeus? Petraeus. Petraeus. Yeah, Petraeus knew a lot. Yeah, he did. And 
Jill, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be nice and say this right here. I had a lot of direct interactions with that woman, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I like her. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Who's that? Holly Uh anyway. I'm sorry. Is that Condi? Condi, yeah. Yeah. Uh was she perfect? No. Nobody I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say she was, but I'm gonna tell you this. She'd make a better president than either of the two. Yes. Darn tootin'. Um, she, she had more degrees between her and Cheney and Bush. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, Bush always said a C student can survive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. In, in wrap-up, I do believe Trump's going to win. I think Trump's going to win for a lot of reasons. Um but I also think that the dynamic of our country has to be shifted. And that is why groups like Ragtag Patriots and others that are standing up for the Constitution and for educating and engaging an informed public is the way to go. Now, there's a lot of work to do, and there are going to be stumbling blocks and roadblocks, but it can be done. And uh, we do appreciate everybody that's involved in that. At uh, Political Straight Talk, Ragtag Radio, Ragtag Patriots, or any other conservative group out there that tries, uh, we thank everybody that listens and gets involved. Um, In closing, let me say that I appreciate everybody that has followed uh, Political Straight Talk over the years and know that uh, we have shifted our focus to roundtable uh, we will be bringing some guests on. We've got a very special guest scheduled to come on in January, the first week of January. I have been asked not to reveal details of that until about two weeks out, uh, and then I will. That conversation will be a Q&A, but you will, your Q&A is by invite only. Uh, so if you're on that Q&A list, you will be getting an email from Political Straight Talk asking you to be involved in that call. Uh, and the details on how to get on that call. Others can call in, but you will be automatically muted and not unmuted until after this particular guest leaves per their requests. Also, you can join us on many nights over at uh, Ragtag Patriots, and that can be done at ragtagpatriots.com. And that, again, is ragtagpatriots.com, where... We are changing hearts and minds one vote at a time. Come get involved with us. And I want to thank everybody that tuned in this evening. Thank you to the panelists for coming out. Thank you for everybody and their opinions. We always appreciate opinions here, even if we don't agree with them. Remember, thank a soldier, for without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Remember to thank their families, because the families sacrifice too. On behalf of the conservatives in this country... My name is Fabian, the political superman, and I say have a good night, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.